0: That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. A quick note. In order to protect the privacy of earthquake victims, we've chosen to use pseudonyms for many of the human subjects of this script. Camila tried to calm her breathing. The 23 year old didn't know how long she'd been trapped underneath the rubble, but it felt like hours. When the earthquake hit on January 12, 2010, she'd curled into a ball underneath her desk. That had saved her life. Her entire home had fallen down around her. Now, broken plaster and wood surrounded her. The only thing shielding her from the hundreds of pounds of debris above was the tiny but sturdy metal desk. She tried calling for help, but her voice sounded muffled even to her own ears. So Camila grabbed a broken pipe from the rubble and clanked it against the desk. Tears flowed from her eyes. She wondered how long it would take to die from dehydration. Camila shook her head, attempting to refocus on the task at hand. Then Camila heard a strange noise. Scratching claws? Images of giant rats feasting on her dead body ran through her head. The scratching got steadily louder. She closed her eyes. Moments later, a loud bark echoed through the air. She yelled, A dog? It's a dog! Hello! Over here! I'm over here! The dog barked again. Camila heard firefighters shouting her name. She called back, crying tears of joy. She wasn't going to die in the rubble after all. She'd been saved by Frida, the search and rescue dog. Welcome to Dog Tales, a podcast original. Every week, we tell the stories of historic, heroic canines. We'll profile dogs who saved people from earthquakes, went to outer space, and even spurred the invention of Velcro. If you're looking for fun stories and a warm heart, you're barking up the right tree. I'm your host, Alistair. You can find episodes of Dog Tales and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Dog Tales for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Dog Tales in the search bar. At Parcast, we are grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. This week, we'll follow Labrador retriever Frida from rescue training to retirement. Throughout her 10 years of service, Frida rescued 12 people. And thanks to her efforts during one incredible earthquake recovery, she went viral on Twitter and became a national symbol of hope during times of crisis. In 2009, Frida was only two months old. She'd been born and raised in Mexico City at the headquarters for the Mexican Navy's canine unit. The yellow lab was adorable and everyone loved to laugh at her puppy antics as she frolicked around. Even at such a young age, it was evident that she loved to play. The puppy constantly begged for attention and needed something to chew on or entertain her. Nothing motivated her like a game of fetch. This characteristic meant she'd never make for a proper pet. Bringing home a high-energy dog is a massive commitment, and Frida was shaping up to be more than a handful. But she was destined to go beyond domestic life. The fact that she loved to play may have kept her from being adopted, but it also made her the perfect candidate for the Mexican Navy's search and rescue team. Rescue dogs have a few key characteristics that make them good at the job. Things like obedience, attentiveness, and a friendly temperament. Most important, almost all working dogs have a high play drive, meaning they're brimming with energy both mentally and physically. They need exercise and mental stimulation every single day. They literally can't relax without extended play sessions wearing them out first. So. To get the dogs to perform their jobs, their trainers bribe them with games. Julia Layton, a researcher and writer from How Stuff Works, explained It may seem like a dog obsessively focused on play would make a poor working dog, but for search and rescue work, this is actually an ideal trait. A dog that will chase a tennis ball for hours would probably walk through 10 feet of snow over a mountain and down a rocky embankment that makes his paws bleed to find it and get someone to throw it for him again. With her high energy, Frida was born to be a search and rescue dog. But before she could rescue anyone, she had to pass several tests. When she arrived at the Mexican Navy's dog training grounds in Mexico City, she was introduced to her handler Israel Aral Salinas. Salinas was a petty officer second class and an expert on dog training. We don't know the details of their first meeting, but based on her photos, it's safe to assume that the two-month-old ball of fluff stole Salinas's heart. Salinas may have gathered her into his arms, raised her to eye level, and grinned as her little pink tongue flitted across his nose. He named the puppy after Frida Kahlo, one of Mexico's greatest painters. The pair quickly formed a lifelong bond. It was important for Salinas and Frida to get close fast. The relationship between the dog and its handler is key to search-and-rescue success. Veterinarian Sloan Waking explained, When a canine officer and a dog are paired, it is intended to be a partnership for life. The officer and his dog go through weeks of early training together, during which they not only learn to work together as a team, but before long, they develop a partnership. Now that Salinas had his partner, he had to decide if Frida would be best at searching for narcotics, explosives, or people. All three jobs are dangerous. Narcotics often involves interacting with violent people, so the dogs need to learn attack maneuvers. Explosives need canines with a light touch, strong obedience, and quick reaction times. Yet searching for missing people can be the most dangerous job of all due to volatile and unstable environments. There are countless dogs who search for missing persons, also known as air-scent dogs. Their skills vary as much as their breed, appearance and personality. Air-scent dogs all find humans using the same methods, but they generally specialize in six different fields. Avalanche dogs can find humans who have been buried in snow, up to 15 feet. Wilderness dogs work in any type of uninhabited nature setting like overgrown forests or desolate deserts. Evidence dogs will point out everything that has a human scent on it instead of just trying to find individuals. Water dogs find people who have drowned. They can smell underwater bodies because skin particles and gases rise to the surface. Cadaver dogs are brought in to find people who are believed to be dead. They're capable of finding small amounts of blood or a single human bone. Urban disaster dogs search for people in the rubble of fallen buildings. This is the hardest specialty because the aftermath of a catastrophe is often unpredictable and unreliable. Piles of debris can shift at a moment's notice. It takes a truly capable dog to navigate this setting. This would be Frida's specialty. Frida was obedient enough to listen to Salinas and intelligent enough to navigate rough terrain on her own, so she was assigned to the search and rescue team. Search and rescue dogs train for two to four hours a day. This may seem daunting for puppies, but the beginning lessons were simple enough for two-month-old Frida. She started out just like her littermates who were adopted as pets, by learning how to fetch. After Frida mastered the art of retrieving the ball, Salinas began to run around with it. Frida would have to chase him in order to get her toy. This helped her associate the smell of humans with the fun of playing. Eventually, Salinas would hide with the ball and Frida would have to find them. Through this, Frida learned. If she found a missing human, she would get to play. Training was never about getting Frida to work hard or be serious. It was about utilizing her innate desire for entertainment. When a dog works, it works for a reward. But Frida couldn't just focus on her toys to the exclusion of everything else. She needed to learn obedience. In addition to basic orders like sit, come, and heal, search and rescue dogs learn five common commands. Find it has them smell the area for a human scent. Over tells them to climb over an obstacle. Tunnel is for searching a tunnel or hole. Leave it is for ignoring distractions. And show me tells them to lead their handler back to what they found. On top of these, she had to learn to keep her focus on Selina's, no matter what distractions came her way. So Salinas put Frida on a leash and took her on walks. As they strolled, another trainer would pass by or someone would honk a car horn loudly. Once Frida was able to face this kind of stimulation without flinching, and while continuing to obey Selina's orders, she was ready to move on to the next phase. Even though search and rescue dogs are bonded to their trainer and work best with them, they still have to learn how to follow orders from substitutes. In emergency situations, it's always possible that a trainer may end up injured. If something were to happen to Salinas, it was important that Frida could still do her job. So Salinas practiced having Frida sit, then leaving her with a different handler. While he was gone, Frida was expected to remain calm and continue to obey the command to sit. Eventually, she grew accustomed to the substitute as well. Frida's final rounds of training involved preparing for physical challenges, like riding a boat or an ATV. She also learned to navigate tunnels and climb 45 degree angles. Frida even had to get used to riding in helicopters. Mastering these skills proved that Frida was not only brilliant, but also brave. Two traits that would soon be put to the test. On January 12, 2010, a 7.0 magnitude earthquake roared through Haiti, and one-year-old Frida was called to duty. Coming up, Frida braves earthquakes, explosions, and landslides to rescue people who've been buried alive. Now back to the story. In January 2010, one-year-old Frida had just finished training. The Yellow Lab was dispatched on her first search and rescue mission in Haiti, which was recovering from a massive earthquake. The 7.0-magnitude quake struck right before 5 p.m. on January 12th. It was followed by eight aftershocks later that day and at least 52 over the following weeks. By the end of the quakes, roughly 300,000 buildings were irreparable. Every single hospital was damaged. The airport and seaport in Port-au-Prince was devastated and the Red Cross initially estimated that up to 50,000 people died. Meanwhile, up to 300,000 people were missing, presumably buried in the rubble. Many international rescue groups came to the country's aid, including the Mexican Navy, with Frida in tow. The Labrador made the search through the rubble much easier. She bounded over piles of debris, Nose twitching, she followed the scent through tiny gaps between fallen concrete slabs, gaps where no human rescuer could fit. In fact, Frida could squeeze into holes as small as 20 inches high, and when she lost the trail, she'd flick her ears forward like a satellite searching for a signal. Dogs can hear sounds from four times farther away than humans can. If someone was crying for help, she'd hear it, before any of her handlers. And once she picked up on the shouts, she'd rush forward again through the Haitian rubble. In order to deal with the challenges of rescue work, search dogs have to be intelligent enough to make decisions on their own. They often go places that humans cannot see or reach. This means they can't rely on their handlers to tell them what to do, and they have to constantly adjust to changing circumstances. They also have to pass through unforgiving landscapes, from overgrown forests to collapsed buildings. Now fully trained, nothing could slow Frida down. Not even the sunset. Frida could see in the dark. It was key that she and Salinas didn't call their search off overnight. Time was of the essence and the trapped people couldn't wait for the next morning for rescue. Most important of all, her sense of smell was at least 10,000 times stronger than a human's. She'd catch very specific details, like if a missing person had passed through an area but was no longer there. People are always shedding dead skin cells, also known as rafts. Rafts have a distinct smell, which search and rescue dogs can easily track. While searching Port-au-Prince, Frida could tell if someone was trapped in the area within about three minutes. Her human partners, who lacked her sensitive ears and nose, would take much longer. One search and rescue dog like Frida could do the work of 20 to 30 humans. In Haiti, Frida and the other rescue dogs took 12-hour shifts and only stopped when they desperately needed a break. Because they worked in shifts, someone was always searching. There are two different skill sets canines use to find humans. Some dogs track, while others search. Tracking dogs keep their noses to the ground. They're given a specific person's scent, often from a piece of clothing. Then they're brought to the place where the person was last seen. They use their sense of smell to follow the trail of dead skin rafts. The paths they follow may be invisible to the human eye, but to the dogs, they're clear as day. Tracking dogs are brought in to assist the police when they need to find a specific missing person. On the other hand, search dogs, like Frieda, are brought to the disaster area and given a location to explore. They keep their noses primarily in the air, seeking floating particles that smell like humans. They sniff around until they locate areas where those particles are denser. Imagine you have a rubber duck in a full bathtub. Then you pull the drain. If the duck is at the far end of the tub, it might feel like a slight pull toward the drain. But the closer it gets, the more powerful the suction is. In the same way, Frida could pick up a faint scent and follow it until it got irresistibly strong. Frida didn't need to start where a person was last seen because she wasn't usually looking for anyone specific. She was looking for everyone, dead or alive. That said, search and rescue dogs act differently depending on if they found a survivor or someone who's passed away. This way, the rescue team knows what to expect and how quickly to react. When a missing person was located, Frida listened for heartbeats and breathing. If they'd passed on, she would stay quiet. Salinas would mark any location where she stopped and waited. Then, Frida would continue her search. However, if she found a living human, she would bark excitedly. As Deputy Naval Minister Eduardo Redondo explained, Frida's bark always gave hope, and in moments of pain and uncertainty, she brought relief. Sadly, like in all disaster zones, the chances of finding survivors dwindled as the days passed. By her second week in Haiti, Frida's barks became few and far between. Even though she knew how to find dead bodies, Doing so regularly would have made her depressed. Frida, like all other dogs, wanted to make people happy and everyone was obviously happier when they found survivors. To keep Frida's spirits high, Salinas borrowed a strategy from past firefighters and handlers. After the Oklahoma City bombing and the World Trade Center attacks, they discovered a fun way to counteract the dog's discouragement. Throughout the search, a few first responders would often sneak away and hide so the dogs could find them. This way, the animals were guaranteed a few positive results. As long as the dogs got the pick-me-up of a successful find now and then, they stayed upbeat during their searches, even when they were exhausted. Most of the canine search and rescue team spent 15 days in Haiti before returning home. It was time to prepare for the next disaster. Throughout her 10 years on the job, Frida helped in 53 different international rescue operations. These included a Guatemalan landslide in 2012, the Torre Ejecutiva Pemex explosion in Mexico City in 2013, and the earthquake in Ecuador on April 16, 2016. For all her hard work, Frida remained unknown and unrecognized outside of her search-and-rescue community. But a disaster close to home was about to make Frida a celebrity. On September 7, 2017, an 8.2 magnitude earthquake hit the Mexican states of Oaxaca and Chiapas. It left devastation in its wake. Devastation that eight-year-old Labrador retriever Frida had to navigate in her search for survivors. According to Mexico's president, Enrique Peña Nieto, the earthquake was the biggest to hit the country in the past century. Buildings in Juchitan de Zaragoza, near the quake's epicenter, became rubble. A ten-hour drive away in Mexico City, every building trembled and swayed. 1.8 million people between the two cities lost electricity. And along the coast, the shifting plates created a terrifying tsunami. The Minister of Agriculture, Jose Calzada, confirmed 98 deaths. Even more Mexicans were unaccounted for. Among them, a Huchitan police officer who we'll call Dante. People knew he'd been inside a building before it collapsed around him, but they didn't want to risk digging through unstable rubble and making things worse. So, they brought Frida in to search. She sniffed the air around the collapsed building. It didn't take her long to catch Dante's scent. She followed it up onto the pile of broken cement and twisted metal. With a final sniff, Frida lowered her head pointed her nose to the ground in front of her feet and froze in place. Selinas somberly walked to her side. Dante had been found, and he'd already passed away. Even though Frida's find hadn't been what Selinas had been hoping for, he still had to uphold his end of the bargain. That meant taking her away from the people who were grieving in order to play with her. The pattern of work and reward needed to be kept intact. Otherwise, Frida might become confused and think she'd done something wrong. Then she might fail to perform properly in the future. After the brief play session, Frida got right back to work. There were more trapped people to find, and unfortunately, it wasn't over yet. Another quake was rattling toward Mexico City. Coming up next, Frida helps the victims of the double earthquakes that devastated Mexico. Now, back to the story. In September 2017, Frida the rescue dog was deployed to help find survivors of a devastating 8.2 magnitude earthquake. While the eight-year-old Yellow Lab began her search for survivors, she had no idea that her work had barely begun. On September 19th, Just 12 days after the first quake, a second earthquake hit Mexico City. This one was a magnitude 7.1 and lasted 20 seconds. Less powerful than the first earthquake, but it was a direct hit on a metropolitan area. Approximately 370 people were killed by the collapsing buildings and over 6,000 more were injured. One of the destroyed structures was a wing of the Enrique Rebseman School in the southern Cuapa district of Mexico City. Over 30 children between the ages of 6 and 18 years old were trapped in the rubble. The clock was ticking. Nobody knew if the students were injured. They certainly had no food or water. Rescuers descended on the area, but they had to be careful. If they disturbed the debris in the wrong way, it might all come crashing down, crushing the survivors. But their slow and careful work meant that the children were losing valuable hours. After visiting the school, NPR's Carrie Khan said, it is a heartbreaking scene, all are emotionally drained Tired, but just holding on to hope they can reach some of the children alive. Three stories just pancaked in the powerful quake. One right on top of the other, making the rescue effort and chances of survival very difficult. The job was bigger than the human rescuers could handle. So, they called in Frida. By now, she was 8 years old, about 61 in dog years. Search and Rescue is a young dog's game, so they teamed her up with two younger Belgian Malinois co-workers. Their names were Evil and Echo, and they could help Frida maintain her pace. Between their youthful energy and Frida's experience, they were the doggy dream team. Evil and Echo were sent to search an area first. The young, strong dogs covered the ground quickly. Then, if they found anything, Frida was sent in to confirm. Because of her age, Salinas didn't want Frida to be alone in the building for any longer than 20 minutes at a time. But she still pushed herself too far. Towards the end of her first day, she was so exhausted she could barely walk. Her legs trembled when she tried to stand. Fortunately, Salinas knew exactly how to help her recover. He forced her to rest in the break room and added electrolytes to her drinking water. Frida was back on her feet in a matter of hours, ready to continue her search. But it was a sad couple of days. Dr. Pedro Serrano a volunteer rescue worker, squeezed his way through a small gap in the rubble and made it into one of the classrooms. Later, he told reporters, we saw some chairs and wooden tables. The next thing we saw was a leg. And then we started to move rubble and we found a girl and two adults, a woman and a man, all were dead. Throughout their hunt, Frida's team found 25 bodies, including 19 children. However, other searchers were more successful. The rescue workers managed to save the lives of 11 children who'd been trapped in the rubble. But rescuers suspected that more students were still inside. Televisa's news network reported a story confirmed by the Mexican government that one 12-year-old girl was still inside. The girl, named Frida Sophia, had reportedly been in class when the earthquake had hit and hidden under her desk as the ceiling collapsed around her. The desk had saved her life, but now it was a tiny cage she couldn't escape from. It was reported that first responders could hear Frida Sophia's calls for help, but they couldn't see her. They needed a dog to wriggle into the destroyed classroom and sniff Frida Sophia out. Reports don't say which dog responded to the call, but we do know Frida was at the school. It's possible that she sniffed through the debris, seeking out the trapped girl who shared her name. And according to some reports, she found her. If these reports are true, that means Frida was key to yet another rescue. Unfortunately, the story has been hotly contested. Whether or not Frida Sophia's story is accurate, we do know that search and rescue dogs were key to the rescue of nearly a dozen students. Without the dogs, the rescue teams may have taken too long to get to the children. They were fortunate to have Frida and her cohorts on the job and everyone Salinas came in contact with was enthusiastic about letting him know how thankful they were for Frida the lab. He realized that Frida's mere presence helped calm people's nerves. So he came up with a plan to raise spirits and let the citizens of Mexico know that they weren't alone in this disaster. The Mexican Navy took a video of Frida at work and posted it on Twitter. It featured her searching through the wreckage of the school. She stood tall in her tan vest, neoprene booties and protective goggles, nicknamed Doggles. The video went viral with over 62,000 likes. The people of Mexico were desperate for any ray of hope. Frida became the symbol they needed. She was so beloved that fans sent donated neoprene booties to the Navy. Salinas eventually had to ask them to stop because they had plenty of protective footwear for all of the search and rescue dogs. Psychoanalyst Fatima Laborda said, In social terms, Frida functioned like a transitional object. She let us feel like there was hope and that there were things that could help us. People were inspired by the dog. Some crafters included images of Frida in their knitting projects. They then sold the handmade goods and donated the money to earthquake relief efforts. As the new face of hope, Frida's fame spread. Movie star Chris Evans even retweeted the Navy's video with the caption, What did we do to deserve dogs? And her notoriety only grew from there. On October 6, 2017, during a World Cup qualifying game between Mexico and Trinidad and Tobago, The stands roared with the chant, ole, 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 Frida, Frida. Then she and the other first responders were led onto the soccer field to be honored. The team even tweeted a photo of Frida as she happily watched the match. Mexico won three to one. A few days later, 28-year-old Celeste Baez, a muralist who lived in San Diego, traveled to the Roma Norte neighborhood of Mexico City and painted a large and colorful mural depicting Frida. Baez said the design was inspired by Catholic imagery. She depicted Frida surrounded by light, the same way artists often portray the Virgin of Guadalupe. And she surrounded Frida in garden dahlias because they were Mexico's national flower. The mural was finished in 8 days with the help of a local graffiti artist named Unag. Interestingly enough, this wasn't the only piece of art that honored Frida. On November 9, 2017, a Volaris airplane unveiled its new paint job. It featured Frida's smiling face, complete with her work goggles on its side. Then, On November 16, 2017, Frida was given the Pagues Yergo Prize. Normally, the José Pagues Yergo Foundation recognized journalists, academics, and students who helped to advance liberty, justice, and equality. They made an exception to honor citizens and social leaders who'd aided in the Mexican earthquake relief efforts. Frida was included on their list. Finally... On July 19, 2018, the city of Puebla made a bronze statue in Frida's honor. She was depicted in full work gear, including her booties and doggles. Her likeness sat calmly, as if awaiting orders from her handler, Israel Arau Salinas, who stood by her side. Today, the pair are displayed at the Parque Ecologico in Puebla. A placard in front reads, memorable symbols of the strength that Mexicans can have when we decide to unite for a greater cause. Frida spent a quiet final year as a search and rescue dog. Then, on June 25, 2019, 10-year-old Frida retired. She formally stepped down during the Mexican Navy's International Day of the Rescuer celebration she was led onto the stage in the midst of applause from the audience. Then, Frida put aside her work gear and was presented with a squeaky toy. During her career, Frida helped find 52 different people, 12 of whom were rescued alive. Her assistance was invaluable and her very existence brought hope to the world. After she retired, Frida returned to her original training grounds with the Mexican Navy, where she became a mentor for future rescue dogs. As the Deputy Naval Minister Eduardo Redondo said, Frida stole the hearts of all Mexico and thousands more abroad. Her bark always gave hope, and in moments of pain and uncertainty, she brought relief. Frida, mission accomplished with honor. Thanks for listening to dog Tales. Every dog has his day, and our day is Mondays. We'll be back then with a new episode. You can find more episodes of dog Tales and all other Parcast Originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite Parcast Originals, like dog Tales for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream dog Tales on Spotify, just open the app and type dog Tales in the search bar. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. Join us next week for another good story about a good dog. dog Tales was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Trent Williamson with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Erin Larson. This episode of Dog Tales was written by Amanda Hofseth, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Alastair Murden.